It's time for episode number 17 of Precipe Your Luck. This week, we'll talk about the gorditas we made last week. And then we play another exciting game of Precipe Your Luck. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi, everyone. We're sorry we weren't able to record last week. Um, I went and saw Linda Bacon in Austin. It was very exciting, and I will get back and discuss what I learned there at an, on another episode, I believe, because I think it's... I think the message Dr. Bacon is sharing is really important. Anyway, moving on, uh, I remembered that we forgot to announce the name of our sourdough starter. Oh, yes. It is Jane Doe, D-O-U-G-H. One of our listeners is clearly too clever by half, but we love him anyway, and we appreciated his and everyone else's submission. Yes. So we're really excited to have a name for Jane, although now I just realized I have not fed her this week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, you know, when we forget to feed the dogs, they get kind of um, insistent. So That's true. Jane really doesn't do that. Jane, Jane just sits there. She didn't complain ever. Anyway, our second loaf of bread was better than our first. It held its shape better. And I think it was still a little underproofed. But, you know, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with bread. Especially with bread. Well, and then I'm using the recipe from King Arthur, who, yeah, I really like the King Arthur site. But there's no, it's so generic. Because bread, because sourdough starter is so different anyway. It could be super active, not so active. So, you know, I understand why they can't give, like, super specific directions. But mm. it um, it has to let me be open to the, I have to be prepared to fail, which I don't like. Sure. But, you know, the more I do it, the ideally, the better I'll get at it. I should, I should have perfected failing by now. <laughs> anyway, moving on. It is apple time at Central Market. Mm. They have approximately 10,000 different types of apples, all with, descri- all with uh, little signs describing their uses, texture, and taste. Honestly, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. We usually end up buying the same apple. We, we like the pink lady apples. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, but do you know what kind of apple I can't find? No, what's that? The Cosmic Crisp. I read an article on NPR.org over two years ago, and I'll link to that article in the show notes. Over two years ago about the Cosmic Crisp. And it must have been a really good article because when I run out of real things to worry about, I think about <laughs> this apple. I think about this apple a lot. The top-selling apple in the U.S. for a long, 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 long time has been the Red Delicious, which a former coworker of mine suggested it should just change its name to Red for the sake of honesty. Right. And only recently has that mantle been passed to the Gala Apple. Um, This is a lot of apple talk. I apologize. The Red Delicious is popular with apple growers because it's pretty easy to grow and has a longer growing season, so that you know the trees are more productive and. They make more, they can grow more apples per tree. Okay, that makes sense. So that makes sense why growers would like that. This is my basic understanding of an article I read two years ago. I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Not something you've exhaustedly researched. Yes, if, if, exactly. If I'm wrong, please don't correct my apple ignorance. Um, anyway, it has a longer growing season and the trees are more productive than some of the more she-she apples that you only see let's say, at apple time at Central Market. And it's the apples also store really well without spoiling. Like the apple you're buying was probably picked a year ago 
which is kind of crazy. I was to just say that's about. always crazy to think about. But you know, in terms of food spoil or minimizing food spoilage, it's a great thing to have such a durable apple. So the Cosmic Crisp allegedly shares those features along with a better taste and texture. So it's like supposed to be really crisp, but the skin's not too thick and it's it's pretty. And cuz you know, we do we do buy with fruit that looks pretty to us probably more than we buy fruit that we I don't know. Yeah. The way our the way our food looks, our produce looks really matters and that's contributing to the spoilage and I'm definitely part of that problem, but you know, I can only get so much better. Right. Okay. So the apple industry is going big on Cosmic Crisp. People are, uh, growers are like uprooting old trees, planting, planting the Cosmic Crisp. And my question is, where's this dang apple? <laughs> two, over two years ago, I read this story. So just this week, there was a Huffington Post article about the Cosmic Crisp, and allegedly it will be available in stores in December of this year. So I'm right. really looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll see if it lives up to the hype. Yeah, um, our friend that lives up in Portland is going to some apple hoo-ha, and she's supposed to look for it for me. But Ian, I'm telling you, if we if I don't see this apple soon, we have to move to Washington so I can run for a state rep seat and do what I can to strip funding from these empty promise apple farmers. <laughs> okay, that sounds uh, that sounds like a reasonable reaction. Well, that's what I think too. Don't tell me about this app, this amazing apple I can't have. Ian, do I yeah. think too much about this apple? Possibly, but we do like our apples, so. We do. Okay, well, that's all I have to say about apples. I'm, I'm super excited about the possibility of this new amazing apple. Apples are great fruit. Yeah. Okay, so I will probably talk more about this because I've realized, I've realized now, thinking about some other story I read, there's probably going to be some backlash against this apple and i will tell everybody why they're wrong next week um don't laugh at me it's like the impossible meat that people are having a backlash against oh right yeah yeah it's the same thing yeah this apple gets too popular then fancy folks won't want to eat it that's all i'm saying oh yeah. yeah 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 um So moving on to our recipe from last week, our listeners were split on the survey from last episode with no clear winner. I had a definite favorite and I was so happy to see this come up when it was my, when it was my turn to pick. Uh, Ian, can you remind the listeners what we chose? Sure. We chose the gorditas. They visited Las Cruces, New Mexico to learn the secrets to these chubby little snacks. Uh, where did we buy the ingredients? We got the masa harina at Central Market, but almost everything else came from Kroger. Okay. How did we uh, deviate from the recipe? We made our standard taco meat instead of the filling that came with the recipe. And our standard taco meat, I am not ashamed to say, is ground beef, McCormick seasoning, and a small can of tomato sauce. It is tried and true. Yep. We have previously tried the filling recipe from the original recipe, um, you know, in my attempt to be all fancy and make my own taco meat. And it just, it was not worth the effort to result. Nope. Nope. Not even a little. Nope. So sticking with my <laughs> McCormick's packet. Yep. Okay. About how long did it take? Uh, well, making the dough was, was super quick, as was the shaping. The recipe suggests, oh, funny story. The recipe suggested using a clear plate to smush the gorditas so you can make them the right shape and, and, and thickness. 
Smushing mm-hmm. being the technical term. Yeah. And all week long after I drove this recipe, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just go get my magical, my magical clear plates I keep on my invisible plane. <laughs> right. Who has clear plates? Not that many people, I don't think. Yeah. And the morning we were making them, my first thought when I woke up in the morning was, oh, pie plate. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pyrex so I guess, saves the day once again. <laughs> what would you say? Pyrex saves the That's day right. once again. So I guess a lot of people have a clear dish in their home. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on to length. Frying the gorditas took a lot longer than you would think. Like working with the dough is easy. It was about the consistency of Play-Doh. So it was mm-hmm. super easy to shape. But the frying each, the frying took a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how was the cleanup? Um, I don't know. Not the best, not the worst. Anytime we fry anything, it always seems a little extra annoying to get everything clean. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know. It was, it was pretty standard for a week, weekend meal. Okay. Uh, and the results? I was actually pretty let down. I don't know exactly what I was picturing. I was not picturing like gorditos from Taco Bell. That's or gordita from Taco Bell. It's not what was in yeah. my head. I'm not sure what was in my head, but it wasn't this. I thought the flavor was a little bit bland and the texture was odd. And so, and I don't know what we were actually going for, so I don't know if it was right or not. <laughs> right. And I also felt like they were really hard to cut open. When I was trying to cut them open, I'm like, if we if we get out of this meal without one of us needing a band-aid or stitches, we're gonna <laughs> you know, that that's perfect. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean I think I maybe liked them a little more than you, but I was still pretty disappointed as well. I thought, you know, much like the the picture really it was almost, you know, sort of pita looking the way it was. It sort was of, pita looking. You know, I, bowed out and stuffed. Yeah. And we tried to make the first ones that way. And it just, they were so crispy. hard and crispy. It was hard yeah. to get them to go like that. And so I ended up, like, I ended up having better luck with my, with the second one, just like cutting it in half and making it more just like a tostada. Mm-hmm. It was that firm. Okay. And it wasn't terrible at that point, but it also, it was just... I don't know if it was, it was worth just the okay. Effort. Yeah, and yeah, it was you know way too much effort for just okay. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if we did it wrong or if that's just if that's what it was supposed to be and it just wasn't quite the texture we were shooting for. Or, no idea or what, but yeah, I could not begin to tell you. <laughs> exactly, which is always the problem sometimes with trying new stuff like sure. this. Sure, but but yeah, I you know for. It was it was certainly not terrible, but at the same time, but I, 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 the it was too much to effort. Result, yeah. yeah, for that. So definitely. Okay, you got anything else to say about the gorditas? No, I think that's about it. I know. I think it's the first time Tex-Mex has ever let us down. Oh, I know. And I guess there's a first time for everything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So this week I'll be reading the recipes, and Ian will be picking. I'm using the randomizer. 2100 for my picker (laughs) ian can you remind listeners how the game works sure so it's a pressure luck style game you have to pick one and only one of the recipes you're going to hear once you pass on one it's gone forever if you don't pick till don't take one before friday you are stuck with friday's recipe so with that are we ready to play we are ready all right monday chinese pork dumplings if you have the right recipe, Chinese dumplings can be as much fun to make as they are to eat. 
All right, so I, I'm guessing this is probably one that I added because a couple years ago uh, when I was on a business trip in Seattle, I got to go to this really amazing dumpling house uh, and had you know really, really good you know Chinese-style dumplings. And they are amazing when they're right, but I've also heard they're one of those things that are pretty tricky to get right. Um, oh, I mean, they sound good, but they also sound like a lot of work and it's only Monday and I'm probably going to want to pick these at some point in the future, but I don't, I don't feel like picking them now. So I'm going to pass. Okay. Uh, Tuesday. Salted caramel pretzel crunch bars. Think of these. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. Think of these salted caramel pretzel crunch bars as a homemade Twix bar, but with crunchy pretzels stuffed inside. Okay, that does sound really good. Um, do we want a dessert this week? Boy, again, it's this is one that I, I can see picking it at another time, but I don't know. It's just not uh, it's not jingling my bells this week. I'm gonna pass. Okay. Wednesday. Spicy tag tagiatel. With crab, lemon, and capers. Spicy crab pasta with lemon and capers. It's a love letter to seafood and carbs, and also to anyone you deem worthy enough to serve it to. You know, in general, I'm in favor of seafood and pastas. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big crab fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to pass on that, too. Okay. Now I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I probably really screwed up here. All right, here we go. Thursday. Tuscan shrimp and beans. To give this riff on Tuscan style beans fuller seafood flavor, we made a concentrated stock with the shrimp shells and used it to simmer the beans. Oh, yeah. I think I was the one who put this one in, too, because... Yeah, we, we watched this on Test Kitchen, I yeah, think. Yeah, and, and we have another recipe where we do that same trick with the shrimp shells that mm-hmm. we like. Hmm... Shrimp and beans. Actually sounds kind of good. All right. You're going to pick that or you want to go for Friday? I'm going to take the shrimp and beans. Okay. Oh, I can't believe that's what I've ended up with out of the choices I've had so far. But. <laughs> All right. And for anybody who didn't, who, who held out for Friday, Friday. 30-minute pork scallopini with lemons and capers. Tart lemons and briny capers give this sauce its signature taste over lightly fried boneless pork cutlets for an easy Italian dinner that's on the table in just 30 minutes. That actually sounds... uh, One of my co-workers was telling me the other day about uh, his favorite way to make pork chops, and it sounds actually very similar to that yeah that sounds really yummy it does sound pretty good and again another one that i probably want to try at some point but but uh, i hooked us up for uh or signed us up for shrimp and beans you did we will make that on a day we don't have to be around people the next day <laughs> that's probably wise okay okay uh, Anything else for the listeners? Uh, we are going to stop putting Survey Monkey surveys up. We're going to put the surveys on Facebook instead. Or 
you can tweet at us or you can just email us your pick for the week. Sounds good. All right. So thanks, thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey. To, well, there's no more survey. Tell us what you picked, either by uh, email <laughs> or on our Facebook post. You can, uh, And if you want to get a recipe, put in the randomizer for a future episode. You can email it to us at precipeyourluck at gmail.com. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Bye.